0: All right, y'all, it's Valley of Dreams. I am Daniel, joined here as always by Phil. Phil, how on earth are you doing today?
1: I'm 100% body, mind, spirit, feeling great, feeling great, spirit, yeah, i feeling really, really well, I'm feeling Jealous. good. The rest of my family, though, Oof. it's hurt up, they're laid Oof. up. That's not really true. One of Pain. them, one of them's laid up in bed. The other mm-hmm. one is uh, recovering from mm. uh, child <laughs> childhood uh, phantom or uh, weird fever. But anyway, I'm oh, feeling man. really good.
0: Well, shout out to your family.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now nah, they're on the mend. We're good. How are you doing? Okay.
0: You know what? I am doing well. It's just another bizarre freezing day here in the great state of Texas. But we do have a lot of sunshine. I like that. Went out to Santa Fe, New Mexico over the weekend. So feeling kind of chill and relaxed and maybe a little bit more centered, frankly, than I've been feeling recently. Great news. Yeah, it is good news. This is the Valley of Dreams podcast. I am Daniel here, as always, with Phil. We are America's premier music technology and lifestyle podcast and a lot of times on the street, you're going to hear people talk about Valley of Dreams. You might read about Valley of Dreams on the Reddits, the TikToks, Cora, Phil, do you have Cora?
1: Oh yeah, I'm all over that.
0: Okay, man. The, they're just feeding me information about Beatles guitars at every second of my life. You may read about us on Cora TikTok. We all know about Reddit. And 10 times out of 10, Approximately 10 times out of 10 when you ask people what they love, what they desire, what they lust after in an episode of Valley of Dreams. It is going to be the quick draw slash lightning round segment today on the quick draw segments. Issue number one, is the valley still relevant or are the dreams dead Listen, we live in a time of chaos, confusion, sadness, and despair. We live in a moment in which it feels to many people as if we are on the precipice of a nuclear conflict, as if a hard rain is going to come. People may reasonably say to themselves, given these circumstances, whether the valley still matters is the dream
1: Dead Phil. I think the valley is very relevant. I think the dreams are very alive. Mm. I think mm. our, Bring our me listenership, yes. our fans oh. demand that we go on <laughs> and. Full of joy and happiness. Right. Being very well aware of. All the things that are going on in the world, though. But yeah, I think we're still relevant. I think they we demand we demand relevance. <laughs> <laughs> we command it and we demand it. We're yeah, we're very relevant. Where are you at on this? You think so? Do uh, uh, I mean, do we need to have can, a focus shift. Do we need to pivot? Um, I don't think we need I, to pivot. You do think we? I don't think we do.
0: No, I don't think we need to pivot. I think we made a decision when we developed this prod. Podcast for a commercial audience that we were going to talk about music, technology, and lifestyle. I think we have done so. I think we remain relevant. If you read Reddit, they're going to tell you that we're relevant. And despite the kind of swirl of despair that I sometimes feel two full years into this pandemic, I have to say, Phil. The dream is not dead. Valley of Dreams continues to be one of the most powerful podcasts on the face of the planet. Amen. (laughs) Thank you. Issue number two. Now that we got that out of the way. People live in various places. It's It's just the truth. I myself have lived in cities across the United States, cities and towns. Across the United States, I've lived in Texas, I've lived in Indiana, I've lived in New York, I've lived in Texas again. I've seen family members migrate to a variety of different states. People can and do live in different areas. You've got a desert biome, tundra, the Midwestern tree zone, and the coast. A few months ago, the New York Times, I don't know how you it's probably only on the internet, we'll say published, published a thing, an opinion piece titled, Where Should You Live? Subtitled, Everyone's Moving to Texas, Here's Why. I conveniently already live in Texas, so maybe this is not relevant to me, but I thought it would be interesting for me and Phil, people who have at times lived in very close proximity to each other now that I I think about it. Um, Probably even camped. Yeah, we've camped together. Um, Where should you live? What is the best terrain for living? Terrain.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What is the best terrain for living? (laughs) Yeah, most of my decisions about where I live, choose to live, are (laughs) terrain-based. Which... <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah, the 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 tool that the New York Times put together—the where mm. should you live? Yeah, little interactive Web two widget. <laughs> um, you it's, made it's the cool. What did you, you think? So did you end up getting? Did you get Texas? <clears when throat> you, it's my number
0: that? one was Oak Cliff, Texas. Yeah, amazing. Dang, I can't even believe we're on the list.
1: Yeah, let's see. I'm gonna go through it right now. If I had my druthers, I'd have mm. mountains, trees, and air quality with an Ooh, air extra, quality extra boost on air quality. Okay. Uh, the one okay. that they don't have. So on those here are that your, I think the they things that matter.
0: Have, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the things that that should matter are, I don't know. This is kind of jokey, but not. It's also very serious. Do they have the death penalty? <laughs> just like mm, maybe mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that. It's like just, <laughs> let me see it in a, from a different perspective. <laughs> or like, right.
0: do they believe in the state killing people?
1: Right. Or like, uh, how important is cannabis to you? Mm. It's just like low death. I don't want the death penalty. I want mm. high cannabis. I mm. want. Uh, not that I'm necessarily. That into cannabis, but mm-hmm. where am I? This is not on the list. What else can I get? Right, where right. is it? Where is it? Like, give me the supermarket situation. Am I going <laughs> to a Tom Thumb, or am I, am I going to a Wegman's? Am <laughs> oh I going-
0: man, the number You're- of people who will tell. I live near a Tom Thumb. The yeah. number of people who will tell you Wegman's. Yeah, and I mean, I'm you know had the pleasure in quotation marks of living in Ithaca, New York for a long extended stay. And when I first rolled up to Ithaca, basically everyone was like, listen, we have Wegmans here, let's be real. This is, this is a paradise on earth.
1: Right, so I, I, this this tool oh, is lacking, is majorly yeah. lacking to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a garbage tool. I need
1: to know what their internet, who's your internet provider? How many options <laughs> do I have? Is it better Starlink? Better be Spectrum, man. It better not be Spectrum. I need to Jeez. know all that. I need to know okay. cell coverage. I need to okay. know whether or not uh, they have. Do what, they have do
0: walkability you, on here?
1: Uh, I don't see walkability. I don't
0: see walkability. Where's
1: the thing where it's like you know how in Texas you've got you all have got those feeder streets? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what so are those things They call called? them feeders in in Houston.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, here, here they're just frontage roads.
1: Yeah, like I need frontage roads. Where are those?
0: <laughs> Where are my frontage roads? Yeah.
1: yeah. I think this is really neat. Yeah, I get a lot of things in Vermont, apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah, why don't you break down uh, what your top things you cared about were when yeah. you were – That's actually the question they ask, apparently. What do you Mountains, care about?
1: Mountains, trees, air quality, and cool summers.
0: Wow, okay. Jeez. That's all I want. All right. Tell me about uh, what locations worked for you.
1: I got. Oh, I also put in. I only care about double dollar signs. I don't want to work live anyplace else. But let me. I'll just. I'll remove them all. Grants Pass, Oregon. (laughs) Rutland, Vermont. Okay. Vachon, Washington. Uh, Berlin. New Hampshire,
0: <laughs> Germany,
1: Crescent city, California. Okay, Stonte, where's that? I
0: don't yeah. know,
1: hmm. uh, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now.
0: Okay. It sounds like my a current, my current location.
1: It's so useless.
0: <laughs> I'm not moving to <laughs> North Grant, side of actually. Indianapolis. Not on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Crescent city though.
0: I like that name. Yeah. I like that. It's name. on a
1: little bay. That's a crescent shape.
0: Yeah, this tool is cool, but it doesn't really have um, the geographic information that I think you would want. I guess you, maybe you click on it and get more info. I don't know. Um, what are you looking for? I'll, let me. Well, first, I'll tell you um, what I rated as important, and yep. then I'll give you my list. So uh, uh, transgender rights, less snow, racial diversity, live music, gay bars, space for money, restaurants, political diversity, commute, and densely populated.
1: Oh, those so you went really off. You went off on.
0: I went off not- on, like, what do I want to be around, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's pretty much, those are the things that I want to be around personally. Um, I didn't, <laughs> there are a lot of things I didn't choose that are actually really good things.
1: Uh, low so, crime.
0: Uh, I did not choose low crime. <laughs> yeah. That seemed like... To be honest with you, it's not, for me personally, very high on my list of concerns, just to be yeah. honest with you. So um, over the, yeah. some
1: of the ones that you picked, the I think my, I don't know, the environment, the terrain is, is really where, is where I <laughs> You were all in.
0: actual terrain, I and I was like, do terrain. they have gay bars and restaurants?
1: Yeah, those are important. Uh, yeah, that's the terrain I, I care is, about. Just, I would show up in Grants Pass, Oregon and open uh-huh. a gay bar. There you go. I'm I'm ready to <laughs> okay. come into Rutland and really <laughs> shake Rutland, <laughs> Vermont up.
0: Oh man. All right, so my number 1 was Paradise, Nevada, which oh. I'm assuming is a suburb of Las Vegas. You want to guess what my number 2 was? That's right, Las Vegas. Uh, number three on my list, this one I feel pretty real about Bakersfield, California. Pretty uh, <laughs> real about like you're interested in Bakersfield? Um, it's basically the only one on my list that isn't Las Vegas or a Las Vegas suburb, as far as I can tell. Um, and, you know, Merle Haggard is from there. Yeah. Uh, my, my mother's brother was born there in Bakersfield, which I actually think is pretty cool. I've always been very proud of that. Um, Enterprise, Nevada, Spring Valley, Nevada, Henderson, Nevada, San what Diego. They,
1: <laughs> what did you put in? <laughs> I told you, man. This Why is Nevada- Transgender
0: rights, less snow, racial diversity, live music, gay bars, space for money, restaurants, political diversity, commute, and densely populated.
1: Got it. Got it, got um, it, got it, got it, got it. Henderson, you Nevada. You did put retirees on there? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what, who's going to be there. California. Gonna, that's who's going to be there.
0: Winchester, Nevada. So I didn't even say I want a desert biome, but yeah. somehow. Um, and then the other ones are Fresno, California and Modesto, California. So uh,
1: Dang, you got nothing on the East Coast.
0: Is that true? I I, who wants to live on the East Coast? And, the, you know, these are all kind of their southwestern spots that I guess ultimately are not that different, although a little bit more deserty from where I actually live. Um, maybe this this thing just doesn't know about the virtues of Oak Cliff.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Texas doesn't even show up. <laughs> in this list, because well, everybody's already there, it's we're we're already there. like you can't
0: move there if you're already there. Yeah. The last time that I did this, it was told me I should live in South San Francisco. So, um, huh.
1: yeah. So you want to be around people that also like the things that you're into? I you think that.
0: Um, now I chose political diversity. I mean, so okay. for me personally, I want the people to be free. I want it to be a a free place. So transgender rights, obviously very important to me. Um, And I, you know, I haven't gone out and danced in years at this point due to the pandemic and got it all sorts of things, but I like to be able to go out and just dance and let loose. And if you don't have uh, that type of scene where you are, you know, it might not work for me, you know, and I hate snow. I hate being around snow. <laughs> don't don't want it anywhere near me. So that's why- Let's
1: go straight to Nevada right now. I go
0: straight to Nevada. Um, and Texas is kind of, they're falling off recently with the multiple snowstorms and the ice and the cold weather. What happened to you, Texas? You used to be so hot and hot. I
1: mean, yeah. Hey, what's the gas prices in Texas right now? Look like around $4 maybe. Hey, here's something for you. Uh, Why – this is probably not for this podcast, but does Texas hook up its population at all with any of the benefits of living on a gargantuan energy supply?
0: No. Well, they hook up some of the uh, oligarchs who run the state. (laughs) um, Right,
1: right. With the
0: benefits of that. So there are indeed some people in the oil and natural gas uh, mm-hmm. world who benefit from our natural resources. We are not Alaska like in that we distribute the benefits of those resources right. and like, to the people.
1: No Dak, North Dakota, I think has a similar oh, yeah. thing where we're oh, they? like hooking up schools real hard and they have like, Oh no,
0: we don't, we do whatever we can to make sure the schools are under, underfunded.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. And let's, let me ask you this. So like, Gas prices in Texas for putting in your car. Mm. Track with the rest of the world. And I, (laughs) even though Mm. y'all are sitting on Mm. oceans Oceans. of that sweet energy Mm. juice. Oh, oh. too bad.
0: Um, We do, you know, I think we have good refinery access. Yeah. So I think our prices are a little bit lower. The only other place that I regularly go is California. They have way higher gas prices than Got Texas. It. I'm not sure. Got What's it. the scene in Indiana?
1: Oh, I mean, I, I don't drive anymore, so yeah. I haven't really looked. But, yeah, we're, we're tracking probably pretty salty right now. Um, <laughs> probably GMC Seattle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drive, well, I own one. <laughs> okay. I don't drive it.
0: What's your garage situation?
1: Leaning over. Leaning Tipped. over. Okay. Yeah, I don't think no. I've been to
0: your house in three or four years. No,
1: it? it's it's fine. It's just it's an old house, and yeah, the GMC yeah. Sierra is bigger than my garage. <laughs> uh,
0: it's not fit. Yeah, yeah. my ha- my I don't know. You could maybe fit like a carriage in my garage. <laughs>
1: that's what my that's what my garage <laughs> is for is for a carriage. Carriage area. Studebaker or something like that.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, you should live in Vermont or Oregon. And I should really live apparently in Nevada.
1: I'm ready to move to a suburb of Las Vegas right now. I think that would be really cool. I feel,
0: I feel the same way. So I, you know, I love getting offers for my house from Open Door. And the last time that I got one, I was just like, should I cash out? Is this it for me? Right, I just cash this out and camp the rest of my life and be rich.
1: You could live in a brand new, spanking new, beautiful home outside of Las Vegas. Oh man, I don't even have a pool, have an enclosed pool. Now you're getting, now you're getting interested.
0: I need to to look into that.
1: Yeah, this is a good tool though. I thanks for sending me this. This, my way, I'm going to use this. I'm going to really, after the fact, tune (laughs) all the things that I care about (laughs) to be more than just terrain based. Yeah.
0: Well, you chose a lot of terrain options. I chose none. Yeah. Blessings. Blessings. It's the Quick Draw Segments. I'm Daniel, joined here as always by Phil. This is the Valley of Dreams, third issue on the Quick Draw segment. Best ways to consume water. I could come up with three, according to my list. Fountain. So when I was a youngster and we'd go to school, they would have these water fountains that were kind of these beautiful porcelain troughs. And you would turn a little knob and you get a little water out of there, right? And sometimes they had them lined up where three or four people, I can't believe this is true. Three or four people would just drink their own waters at the same time, right? That's one way that you can drink water. That's true. A lot of people, a lot of people are going to drink water out of a plastic cup. So you might go to uh, Kane's Chicken. I found myself at Kane's Chicken in Lubbock, Texas. No, excuse me, Amarillo, Texas, the other day. I was thinking about you, Phil. Oh, remember. Oh, man. I was thinking about uh, our experiences in Lubbock back in the day. Um, What did I do in Lubbock? You got pulled over driving my car in Lubbock, if I recall correctly.
1: That is... Amarillo, Amarillo.
0: That's in Uh, Amarillo.
1: Amarillo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Paid that ticket.
0: Oh, man. That was terrible because they made me get... which it a, ended up being like the biggest ordeal of my life. Not the biggest ordeal of my life, but, you know, like chain reactions of that moment were felt in Queens, you know, like half a year later. Because
1: because they were like, hey, somebody from Indiana was driving a, what we thought at the time was a stolen car with no, who <laughs> did not have insurance. Uh, well,
0: I had New York insurance. I had New York insurance and Indiana plates. And they were, someone got a hold of that information and demanded that I get Indiana insurance. I didn't live in Indiana. I'm not sure why my car was registered in Indiana. Um, Probably registered at your house, if I had to guess, (laughs) realistically. And, you know, I ended up getting the Indiana insurance at their behest. And of course, my car was then stolen in New York. (laughs) And they were like, what are you doing in Brooklyn? And they were like, do you live here? We feel like you live here in Brooklyn. And I was like, no, of course not. Absolutely not. I, uh, live, yeah. I live on 38th Street in
1: Indianapolis. Well, uh, so, you know, I'm glad that happened to you. It was, yeah, a, good, yeah, it was- a good experience of administrative uh, <laughs> life skills. <laughs> Keep going.
0: Yeah. So anyways, I'm at Canes in Amarillo uh, a few days ago. And... You know, I ordered the uh, three finger whatever, where you get three chicken fingers and they wanted to give me a fountain drink. And I was like, nah, just give me some wawa. So I drank water out of a plastic cup. Another way to consume water, back to the question, best ways to consume water. Another way to consume water is as tea. So you can warm it up and you can mix it with some little tea stuff. And the next thing you know, you have a completely different, sometimes tastier, drink (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) i threw back a little bit of water before this episode just to sort of test where i'm at actually have a a zarka branded water bottle right here let's see Mm. Ah, my vote is going to have to be for tea and that's just as a consequence of the extreme cold <clears throat> that we now experience on a day-to-day basis here in the state of Texas. I like to warm myself up. Phil, what is the best way to consume water? It doesn't say your favorite. What is the best?
1: I think. I think the best way to consume water. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, answer, answer the question. Plastic Phil. cup is up there. It's what? To, plastic <laughs> cup is up there. Why is the cup is good man. It's up there. It's very high on yeah. the list of best ways to consume water. <laughs> I think uh another really really cool mm. way to consume water okay. is uh strangely just right there in the shower. If you're, <laughs> if you're privileged to take a, be able to take a shower, there's not a day that goes by where I'm not just fake mm. first into the stream. Yep. And just getting hit right in the teeth by a whole bunch of water. (laughs) Hey, let's talk about tea for a second. I've switched over temporarily from coffee Mm. to tea on the word that tea hits different, mostly because it's got like a slower burn Uh than the coffee do. But Uh I've also noticed that in order to get the immediate coffee do Mm. from Mm -hmm. tea, you got to really – you got to put like two or three packets of tea into a super small amount of water. <laughs> so but then it then it it lasts for a good amount of time. Whereas you know, we all know coffee hits <sighs> good, but then she falls off quick.
0: You gotta drink so, so much of it.
1: I'm switching over to tea. Um, but you pretty-
0: are you're drinking these sort of highly condensed forms <laughs> right. of tea. Right. So we're talking right. like right. half a half a cup of tea but with Five
1: bags up in. Three, bags, three bags. Three bags. Yeah. I got to keep Is, it kind of cool. How um, do you
0: wait? Do you with eat- the
1: amount of water that can end up in the mug? Like I need, <laughs> it can't just all be tea bags. But anyway, what are you saying?
0: How are you heating your tea up?
1: Your water I got put in your one tea. of the nicest kettles you can get. Oof, tell me about it. It's one of those ones where mm. it just has a little switch on it mm-hmm. and it plugs into the wall and you hit this little switch. Yeah. Which turns blue or green or something yep. like that. Yeah. And then when it's done, there's no indication that your water is <laughs> it was ready. It doesn't hoot. It doesn't holler. It doesn't oh, yeah. beep. It doesn't boop. It just yep. turns off. Yeah. Yeah. So, i gonna be
0: honest with you. I think I have the exact same machine.
1: Yeah. Does it sit down on some sort of uh, uh, like a little landing pad? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, dude. It's got a little black pad.
0: Yeah. And you sit it down on the pad, and the bottom is sort of illuminated yeah. in blue. Yeah. You know, kind of like a, a really cool car that you might see in the nighttime. Yeah. Underneath the car, yeah. they've got some blue yeah, yeah. strips. Uh-huh. Um, and then you press down the little depressor thing, and it goes Brrr. boils so up just- your water, and then it just turns off. <laughs> yeah, it just turns off. Time was,
1: <laughs> yeah. T used to be able to tell you when it was done. Tea used to be crazy. Yeah, not anymore, man. Tea was like,
0: oh, man, I got a teapot on the stove. This is going to be a whole situation. Someone knocks on the door. You have to run off to turn the teapot off. Someone's taking a shower. They have to pop out of the shower to turn the tea
1: kettle off. It's too loud. Yeah. Dang. Well, I'm glad tea is finally real quiet. Okay,
0: so our vote is for tea. (laughs)
1: <laughs> a close second to plastic cup, but yeah, tea is tea's pretty good.
0: <clears throat> tea is good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Valley of Dreams, the Valley of Dreams podcast. I am Daniel, joined here as always by Phil. Jeez Louise, Phil, what a pleasure just to sit here talking to you. We do the quick draw segment. We know... It's what the people love. We look at the stats. One thing that our stats will tell you is that most of our listeners listen to all of the program. I'm not sure if that's still true. Is that still true, Phil?
1: Oh, yeah. We have a completion rate through the roof.
0: OK. <laughs> completion rate through the roof. Completion rate through the roof. People listen to the next segments. And of course, the next segment is the music segments. Phil hipped me to Rick Beato. I really enjoy watching his video podcasts, vlogs, his vlogs. Um, I was flipping through the Beato podcasts and I saw a segment that he did. I only watched about seven seconds of it. I saw a segment that he did about whether or not rock and roll is dead This is actually something I've been thinking about a fair amount recently, so I decided that it might be worthwhile to bring to the pod. I haven't been thinking specifically about whether rock and roll is dead. I've been wondering personally whether or not guitar rock is dead. And I sort of opened my eyes to the fact that people do not only consume guitar-based music, which I'm not sure is something for the first multiple decades of my life I was aware of. We can maybe start broad and then narrow in on the question of guitar rock. Philip, is rock and roll dead? Dramatic (laughs) question. And if so, who killed it and why?
1: Well, so- what's beato saying he's saying it is <clears throat> loss of it's blues killed.
0: influence yeah
1: it's killed it it's done
0: mm.
1: however you know this one it wouldn't be the valley of dreams podcast if we didn't bring up the pom-pom squad no mm. so, no i don't think rock yeah. is dead come on yeah. i think something this i just wrote these notes down real quick yeah. so i don't forget but like um. somebody recently was talking about how some movies are mm-hmm. like really plot driven, which is like, ah, of course, mm-hmm. plot driven right. okay. movies. But then okay. there are some movies, films. What's an
0: example movies. of a plot driven movie?
1: Oh, <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't watch movies. So. I don't
1: really watch a lot of plot driven movies. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm going to let you finish. Then, there's other movies that are highly character-driven movies. Okay. Maybe, maybe I could speculate here. Like, uh, uh, it's embarrassing. The Batman, the Batman, very, very, very the Joker character-driven movies. And uh-huh. I was thinking about this in relation to the the question at hand is whether or not Rock is dead. Yeah. And I just, I think, I'm really interested in more character-driven rock and roll and i just don't know if mm. that exists right now and how it relates is like the the lyrics involved i think lyrics are ver- turns out are pretty important <laughs> and <laughs> i don't want to hear any more for a long time about we just need to live our lives tonight mm. and i don't mm. want any f- phrases that begin with i'm just trying mm. i also don't want to hear i just wanna okay i don't want to hear anything about living forever Ooh, and i disagree. don't want to hear I don't want to hear about partying tonight. Okay. Unless you're bringing something completely cutting edge about any of those topics. (laughs) I don't want to hear about them. So
0: I'm going to disagree on the issue of whether I want to hear people say live forever. You may or may not know that I've just become a huge guitar rock fan over the last few months. Uh and only want to listen to guitar based rock and roll and Man, you know I've been an Oasis hater for decades at this point, and now I'm an Oasis lover, and Live Forever by Oasis is a pretty good song. Well, hold on. but When was it written? 1999? Oh, probably early. 97? I don't know.
1: Well, let's look. Because 96? I think that may have been the last.
0: 96, I bet.
1: That might have been the last Live Forever song I'll accept.
0: Okay, okay.
1: These days, though, don't write me a song <laughs> about living forever unless okay. it is absolutely cutting edge about how the new perspective on living forever.
0: Okay, you know, I, I got you. I got you. Interesting. So, so, yeah, go ahead. So one thing that's killed rock and roll to the extent that it's dead, and we've already agreed that it's not dead, is the low quality of – the lyrics. Why do you, you think low
1: quality yeah. lyrics, low quality yeah, okay. lyrics?
0: What do you, what are you thinking of specifically? Cause I have a hard time thinking of real to me. I'm like a rock and roll save my soul. You know, thinking about the that velvet underground song about rock and roll music and just mm-hmm. hearing it and it's transformative. You're no longer the same person. And I feel that for me in my life without rock and roll in a little Tourette syndrome, I just would not be who I am. <laughs> I I wouldn't want to be whoever that would be, you know?
1: True. I wouldn't want you to be any other way Where was either. I going with that? Um, Let's see. Who, <clears throat> who are our new current rock artists? It's all
0: – Yeah, you said vibe-based. Of course, rock and roll is vibe-based. It's all vibe, right? The chords tend, not always – tend to be fairly simple and straightforward the you know and i don't like the like prog rock type stuff no offense you know i just want some pentatonic scales and you know the occasional like beatles coming through with an interesting chord progression uh your radio head i think has some some fun chord progressions sometimes but ultimately this is a vibe-based music right it's It's like, do you like the people who are making the music? There aren't a lot of times where you're like, wow, I love the music and rock and roll. Love music, but hate the person, right? Mm. Is that wrong? No. I don't think so. It's not (laughs) like like Wagner, right? Everyone agrees Wagner was terrible. Wagner was a horrible person. We don't want to have anything to do with Wagner. True. But people including myself, will happily listen to his music because his music is fantastic, right? In the rock and roll sphere, I feel that there is, because it's a it's a music of affinity, right? You want to feel the vibes of the people who are making the music. So the Ramones, you're like, wow, the Ramones look really cool and seem like they're having fun, right? Or Nirvana, they're really into low-tech stuff and DIY and this is cool and new or I can think of like four bands but you you find yourself getting into their minds and their mindset and that for me is why pop is just not that exciting as a music form because it's plastic and you can't you can't touch it and get into it. You know, you can dance to it sometimes, and you can hear it and enjoy it, but it's not—it's not visceral.
1: Is that the reason, maybe, why I'm I like the Pom Pom Squad?
0: Because they feel real. Yeah, I think so, man. I mean, great lyrics. There you go. <clears throat> All the jaguars and mustangs that yeah. you can think of, man. You have to watch. Uh, this live thing they did. You can find it on YouTube. Just Google pom-pom squad live. The bass player is playing a squire uh, classic vibes. I, yeah, I can't remember if it's a P bass or what. Um, they're they're literally out there playing squires as professional musicians. So these yeah. are people that we have to show respect to.
1: I, you know, there was a period, a long period. I wouldn't mm. even say it a period. Most yeah. of my life – where I, where I would ridicule mm. anyone that touched a Squire. Huge mistake on my part. Huge well, mistake. Huge okay, so
0: mistake. that said, Phil, yeah. when we were growing up, because I played some Squires at the store, when we were growing up, they really were kind of crummy guitars. True. True. You know what?
1: You know what? I should I, – I can't – I just – I feel awful about being a brand and mm. even brand or product line snob yeah. at any point in my life. It's really right. a bummer. Mostly because now I have YouTube. Yeah. And you, can, you can get a Squire setup sounding. Good. <laughs> They're just like, here's what you got to do. <laughs> this is what you got to do. You got to go to the store, go to Lowe's. You got to buy a whole – get like 30 different grits of sandpaper. <laughs> and you're going to go to town on that neck, you know? Oh, man. And so, like, and then you, they're like, man, this Squire plays good. And, yeah. you, you know, you swap out the, you know, swap out the tuning. You're, the Squire's fantastic.
0: The number um, of YouTube videos that there are about making your Squire play <laughs> like a
1: custom shop <laughs> finger. Right. It's a lot. It is a lot. And I want it's a one. a lot. I want one. I think it's cool to show up and be like, hey, I'm in a cutting edge rock and roll band Mm. Mm. that has awesome lyrics and a great Mm. vibe. And you know what? I play a Squire and I can ding it up. I can bash (laughs) it up. I can get Mm. it screwed up on the road and I'll just go get me another one. Get another one. That's cool.
0: And they look cool, man. The Squire Classic Vibe Series, I got, you know, I didn't actually do it. But I really, really, really thought about buying one.
1: But you can't get actually do it. You can't get one. <laughs> Because uh, it's I, in, in my run. mind,
0: I can't like imagine just being like, here's my Squire. You know,
1: it's, it's because do- I'm,
0: I'm like yeah. a rich middle-aged guy. So you kind of have to go custom shop, you know.
1: Right, right. Like when they reached out to me about my, <laughs> my own custom desires, it wasn't – yeah, it's like I, I can't go back.
0: Hey, did I tell you – did I tell you – I sent you some pics of the strat that I got. Did yeah, I tell man. you about it?
1: No, tell me about it. Where would you get it from?
0: <laughs> the internet. I got it from the internet.
1: How's so, it compared to the Les Paul?
0: <laughs> well, the, I got to tell you, that Les Paul is about the best guitar – Ever to be honest with you, I mean, that thing is so. This is, I have an Epiphone Les Paul, it's a traditional pro four, and I think you would be hard pressed to find a guitar that's better than it, just to be perfectly honest with you. Hmm. Um, I mean, everything about it is right, the pickups sound fantastic, the neck is just a dream. I kind of messed it up, I put (laughs) uh, not. You know, I put nines on it and it was set up for tens and then I adjusted the intonation myself and I am just not, you know, maybe I don't have enough practice with this type of thing. So it's a little less perfect than it was when I got it. And I'm probably going to switch back to the tens and maybe go get it set up. Um, But so this fender, I bought it, um, I bought it online for under $400, Olympic white Stratocaster. It is a standard. So it's a 2008 Mexican uh, Ensenada factory standard. And it is an Olympic white. It's beautiful. It's an HSS setup. So it's got a humbucker and two single coils. I thought that I was going to have to switch out everything on it. And I played it and I was like, well, you know, it needs like a setup. Um, It was the... They had totally loosened the truss rod, so the the action was just garbage on it. Um, and they sent it to me with strings from you know 2009, as far as I can tell.
1: Uh-huh. Um, but I noticed the guitar- that there were no strings on the guitar. <laughs> yeah,
0: I took the strings off pretty quickly. Uh, they were not very fun to touch. And then I wanted to, um, you know, sort of uh, put some some lubrication on the neck. So it was feeling a little bit better.
1: It looks, it looks so good. I need to get yeah. I want one man. from every from every oh, country that makes them.
0: Oh man. And and <clears throat> today I drove to Tone Shop Guitars in Addison, Texas. Shout out Tone Shop. Shout out to Tone Shop. And I dropped off my beautiful. It look, you see you saw how good that thing looks.
1: No, yes, it looks fantastic.
0: Oh man, it's got the the tint on the maple on the headstock. Oh, Oof. Yeah. Oof, man. I love that tint. Um, and kind of like the the 70s fender logo. Really cool. Um, I dropped that thing off and I'm gonna get it plecked. So that's like a $230 <laughs> service.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um that's going to make the guitar, hopefully, you know, as good as it possibly can be. And I decided that I just want it to be the best version of itself. I don't want to demand different things from the guitar.
1: Uh, uh, I'm so jealous. I need to get be. one.
0: <laughs> and, and it's got ceramic pickups, which to me sound a million times better than the, like, Alnico 5 pickups that they use in, like, the... American Pro 3 line uh-huh. or whatever. They're just like higher output. They're warmer. They're more like my vibe, which it turns out is kind of a humbucker vibe. Maybe I just love this Les Paul.
1: Hey, let me, mm. t- let me ask about your play style right now. Okay. You know how both of us uh, <coughs> yeah. have a very Dead <laughs> Milkman type uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, play style, like real clangy. Yeah.
0: Real, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Real, yeah, yeah. um, I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> Have you I figured like out a way to get past that? Yes. Okay. Is it, <laughs> I, I, we need to, we need to sync up on how to get past the whole, well, that was really cool, but then it just started sounding like, you know, <laughs> big lizard in my backyard.
0: <clears throat> it's a little jangly. And I mean, Man, the the influence of the Dead Milkman and the Velvet Underground on my playing and songwriting, that's, those are basically the only bands that I have ever been able to sound like, for whatever reason. I got to tell you, though, moving to the Les Paul definitely yep. switched my sound up quite yep. a bit. It's a way thicker sound. I use a Jekyll and Hyde uh, foot switch, and yep. particularly the Overdrive section of that foot switch so if I'm playing I've got a little bit of overdrive going and until I get my strat fully set up I'm rocking these humbuckers and I've got that thick Les Paul sound I have a Fender Blues Junior 4 amp that all that is coming through so it's kind of it's switched up my sound a little bit I've also been practicing a lot more than I used to practice Uh You know, when we were young, I feel like it was more, you know, write a song, we're in a band, let's play the songs, right? Yeah. And in my old age, I've gotten way worse at writing songs, (laughs) exponentially worse at writing songs, in part because I'm a lot more self-conscious about those songs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think lyrically, flow – you know, I used to just write lyrics all the time, and I kind of just stopped doing that. I'm trying to get mm. back into it. Um,
1: hey, what was the first... You used to have a a Yamaha... What was that? An RGX? Do you remember?
0: <clears throat> the guitar? Yeah. Man, I have no clue. But I did have a, a Yamaha. I don't know what happened to that thing. Little red Yamaha. Yeah. And, you know, By the way, shout out to my mom for... <laughs> always encouraging me in music and for making sure that I had access to a guitar and a piano. I think that that just made a huge difference in my life. And I'm, I'm incredibly thankful for it. And of course my mom got me that Yamaha and later my mom got me that Epiphone casino. So true. You had to work for it. Still thankful, man. I'm incredibly thankful. Um, and that's, uh, I cannot, I need to come get that guitar so badly. Is guitar rock dead, Phil?
1: Absolutely. Ah,
0: <laughs> ah. it is because when I, well, you know, I'm going to take that back. The Stroke's newest album, the new Abnormal is so good. Have you listened to Yeah, I to think,
1: it? yeah, 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 yeah. I think, okay. um yeah I mean you know whatever is it dead is it not dead <laughs> you know resurrected you know it comes yeah, back yeah we we'll bring it it's back man form. it's a new form for, you know we'll bring
0: it back we'll bring it back Guys I was talking in their to 40s. yeah I was talking <laughs> to um, to our mathematician guitar player friend oh yeah um, and you know I was like I think now is the time for us to be huge and he said like the Y store yeah <laughs>
1: Were they ancient when they came out with their songs in the 90s? I was like, is the
0: Y store? I had to Google whether the Y store is still around. Are they popular? What's the. I was like, no, like the Strokes won a Grammy last year. Those guys are older than we are.
1: Yeah. And also, I think the way that like head mask technology. Is now a viable strategy for becoming famous. You know, like <laughs> DJs wear head masks or, mm. you know, full head costumes. You know, yeah. you got a bunch of metal bands that do full head costumes. I think if you were to get me, as long as nobody looked at my old hands, I think in my old neck, I think they could probably come off as being in my late 20s. With the, with a mask on, <laughs> are we
0: are you, are we not as beautiful as we once were, Phil?
1: No, I think we definitely are. I think just though I, I want to resonate, noticeable. I want to resonate with the youth that look to their peers mm. for uh, entertainment. I don't mm. want to be huge with people my age. I want to uh, be huge with uh, you know the people that are the real taste makers, and I don't think there's too many of us right now that are making the tastes. <laughs> So I think the mask strategy could really be to, uh, something we look into. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Your face. I think you I think you could still be up front because you could look like you're in the national or something like that. Me, mm. on the other hand, I need a mask. <laughs>
0: okay. okay. Guitar rock, not dead. We are, in fact, bringing it back. And another quick thought on your... Uh, your question about the dead milkman. I do want to get a Telecaster at some point, and I do want that Telecaster to be a Telecaster that features a neck humbucker. Maybe do even it. dual humbuckers.
1: Do it. There's a, bu- a gang of the new tellies out right now. I think. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. We've looked into them.
0: Guitars, it, man. The
1: tone corner. Oof.
0: Oof. It's the Valley of Dreams podcast. I'm Daniel, joined here as always by Phil. I believe that we have a little bit of time left for our technology segments. Today on the technology segment, the dangers of facial recognition. I don't like people being up in my business. I don't like the idea that there are cameras everywhere, and I definitely don't like the idea that those cameras are able to identify who I am. I know that I have left a trail of digital debris behind me, including representations of my face, my nose, my mouth, and even my eyeballs. I know that all that information is out there. Um, Do I want law enforcement using it to accuse me of crimes? No. Do we know that facial recognition technology is particularly bad at identifying people of color, women and children? Yes, we do know that. I don't, to be honest with you, I I want to live in this world. Don't uh, mishear what I'm saying. But this is very dystopian to me, the idea that we are using facial recognition technology to identify potential criminals, uh, I don't really like it. Phil?
1: Yeah, I don't like it either. I mean, you already heard my position on face masks and head full head. <laughs> costumes. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't want anybody having me in a system that, you know, <laughs> is uh, without my consent categorizing me based on- So we're of, in these uh, systems already, Right. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: They're using, you know, whatever stuff we were dumb enough to put on the internet back when we were youngsters. They're using, you probably have a driver's license. Yeah. Um, They're doing all sorts of stuff. What can we do as human beings who are terrified of technology and the dystopian future that awaits us within the next few years? What can we do to avoid mass intrusive surveillance? If anything, and obviously moving to the Nevada suburbs is one option.
1: Yeah, we got to move. We got to get out of here. We got to get, <laughs> you got to be, I need to be able to see all the cameras at all times. There's too much clutter in mm. this world, which is really uh-huh. obfuscating my ability or like hurting my ability to quickly ID where the cameras are in every room. huh uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, real For real, though, I, I don't know. I think it probably the only way is to have um, strong policy, unfortunately. Mm. To, to
0: Privacy policies?
1: Yeah, I, so I don't know. It seems like a bummer to just to jump to regulation, but it mm-hmm. seems like without some sort of strong policy understanding or a framework to use it, it's just going to be kind of wild west. You know,
0: all of my neighbors have many cameras because I did not click low crime rate when I was choosing on the New York Times uh, website where the best place to live is. All my neighbors have cameras all over their houses. I find that to be kind of weird.
1: Yeah. Also,
0: house cameras,
1: you know, like Simply Safe hits us up all the time trying to Mm -hmm. have us do commercials for them. And, at some sense, like, yeah. Put a camera out there. I want to see who's mm-hmm. like rattling my trash can or <laughs> who's kind of lurking.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Do you really want to know that?
1: But then I was like, Nah, I don't. I don't want to live in a world where I'd prefer. And this is naive. I'd prefer to live in a world where people aren't just hanging out by my trash can looking to, okay. looking for things. I'd like to solve that problem rather than.
0: what well, that doesn't over bother a, me that much. Do so, I mean, I kind of accept that people, because there's Burt. a guy who kind of comes Burt. around and goes through everyone's trash every yeah. week. That doesn't really bother me.
1: Oh, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm mostly saying like, oh, I don't, I'm not familiar with that person. Why are okay. they hanging out at the end of my driveway? Or why did they <laughs> that think That happened to me just- one time. <laughs> Was it, was it you? Were you hanging out at the end of somebody's? Yeah. It's like, no, you know. no, I,
0: I walked, there was a guy just kind of like sitting on the curb in front of my house and I just walked out and was like, Hey, what's going on? You need any help? And he was like, no. And he stood up and walked off.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, also like, I'm not trying to harass people, but just recently, uh, recently, probably during pandemic, um, we lived on the street from, uh, my wife's parents Mm. And they surely don't have cameras around their home, as far as I know. But their garage was broken into and <sighs> things were taken from it. And <sighs> somebody's camera from across the street captured yeah. the, the, um, the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, oh, man. Now we're crowdsourcing? Like, whoa, go right. at the camera footage from our neighbor's house, which, you know, I probably got a bad attitude about it, but it's like, man, dang it. I just don't want to, I don't, I'm not interested in having all that happen, which brings me back to masks and head full head masks, which again, that's where we're at nowadays.
0: Right. I mean, pretty much everyone wears masks, particularly if they're going to commit crimes, you can just throw a little mask on. No big deal.
1: Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Surveillance stuff is weird. And then the other one is, I mean, I don't have a study on hand, but apparently our computers and phones have possibly things on it where people can just like flip the camera on if if yep. any of the billions of Android or iPhone phones get compromised. It's just like, oh, there we go.
0: I mean, there's we know you know not to get all paranoid and conspiracy here but we know what the NSA has done in the past we're right. well awa- we're aware of the dangers of having this technology all around us but we have no option correct
1: I mean I don't know what the internet's like in Vermont but uh, I'm <laughs> gonna go look at where this this deep the deep forest oh. life
0: oh. hey have you watched the dexter
1: reboot You know, I've heard it's not very good. Ooh, that's not what I heard. You heard that it was good. Are you saying it's good?
0: I heard, I'm not personally saying that it's good, but I heard, you know, I've heard through the grapevine that it's good. And I briefly read two paragraphs of a a review of it, which suggested that it was good.
1: Okay, well... I haven't checked it out mostly because I'm taking a break from serial killer and serial killer adjacent <laughs> plot lines. However, Dexter oh. is Dexter is a very interesting character. So mm. if I'm going to go enjoy something for character rather than plot, mm. I like Dexter's pretty cool. I like Dexter. Um, the uh, the article I read that was talking about how not that good was mostly yeah. talking about how they really enjoyed the lith Gal season
0: oh yeah, well, yeah. and it's I like
1: mean, if that's the peak of interesting dexter mm-hmm. then maybe everything else just kind of doesn't really compare however the lithgow season was tight but i mean the Hanks session was tight too oh
0: no <laughs> garbage that's the you know, from my my vantage point That's the one season that I just found unwatchable.
1: The stinky season. Yeah.
0: That was just, Hanks, Hanks. Colin Hanks, or whatever. He's boring. (laughs) I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Yeah. Of seconds. And obviously, the Lithgow season is the best season. But the reality is that the plot of that season, which we will not, you know, we're not going to give it any spoilers, uh, that kind of ruined the rest of the series, correct? I think
1: so. Yeah. Yeah, it ruined it. Ruined
0: it. Yeah. Right. Oh boy. I mean, any hope of redemption for Dexter was gone after that season.
1: Yeah, that was the that was the one where yeah he kind of went ham.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Valley of Dreams podcast. Speaking for Phil, this is Daniel. We will see all of you here again.